Welcome to The Fix, the podcast made for the trades, where we sit down with inspiring individuals across the trades to discuss their unique take on the industry, including career paths, job site stories, overcoming challenges, and everything in between. I'm your host, Catherine, a marketer here at Odie, with my co-host and friend, Doug, one of Odie's resident experts in all things trades. The Fix is more than a podcast. It's a community, a community built to support tradespeople and inspire the next generation of essential pros. Let's start the conversation. Doug, today we have a dynamic duo in studio from the Players Career Center here in Ohio. Big, big day for us, Catherine. This is so exciting. So we're going to be having a conversation all around the journey to and through Polaris. Whether you're in high school or later in your career and you're really trying to understand, how do I get into trades? What do I need to do? Absolutely. We talked uh, in the past couple episodes with the uh, union path, you know, getting into the union, having them have a structured education. A lot of individuals might feel like, oh, man, I don't want to join the union, but hey, I still like to have a formal education. Well, guess what? We have that option today for you. It's awesome. So today we have Ned Barnett, who is from Polaris, uh, and he is part of the high school uh, guidance counselor, and also Jamie Bollinger, the Polaris College and Career Coordinator. Welcome to you both. Thank you very much. Thanks. Awesome. Well, let's get right into it. So let's talk a little bit um, about your overview of your role within the organization and kind of your personal career journey. So Ned, can you kick us off? Sure. Um, I'll start with my journey. Um, I went to college. I, you know, I'm from the generation where either you went to work or you went to college. So my grandfather told me I was going to college. So I went to college. Yep. Um, Changed majors three times. Um, Ended up in uh, secondary education as a math teacher. Um, finished up my degree. Uh, it was at Defiance College in Ohio. Um, go Yellow Jackets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got you the plug. That's right. And uh, then I came back home to Cleveland. And I my, actually, I was working in a factory because I graduated at uh, semester. So it wasn't a great time for teachers to be hired. So I got kind of was working on getting sub, like, sub jobs. And I worked in a factory just to make some money while I was waiting. Uh, I ended up getting a long-term sub job, subbing job at Polaris. And I've been there over 30 years now. So started 11 years as a math teacher, and then the rest as a guidance counselor. So I have a lot of experience at Polaris. That's pretty cool. All right, Jamie, how about you? So I um, went to Kent State for my undergrad in a, my dad liked to call like a made-up major. And it was human development and family studies, and I did nonprofit management. So I subbed for a little bit right when I graduated. The market wasn't that great, and then ended up working at Make-A-Wish and a couple other places, went back to school, um, did a pilot program at Oberlin College that um, actually closed after two years, but it was a master's in education and your teaching license in one year. So you kind of like sold your soul, didn't work. Um, (laughs) Maybe not cool. (laughs) Right. Um, And then I actually was a kindergarten teacher for about six years and moved back from Kansas where I taught migrant students, came back, couldn't really get into a public school with a master's and that much experience. Yeah. So I just started connecting with people that I knew, ended up at Tri-C for seven years, which was really great. And that relationship led me to having a relationship with Polaris. And during the COVID time, they were starting to kind of have some conversations. We're seeing that our students are needing this. You know, we love the working relationship we have with you. And they were uh, 
able to make me an offer. And so I left. So this is going into year two for me at Polaris. Oh, excellent. That's really cool. So we've kind of got the yin and the yang here a little bit. Someone who spent most of their career <laughs> right. at Polaris and someone who's new there. So from both of your perspectives, tell us why is Polaris such a special place? Well, I, I can tell you that um, a big part of it is we're not a huge school. Um, staff's probably, I don't know, 60-ish. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty close. Um, we... And we all come from different backgrounds. So, like, uh, I come from the traditional college background. Most of our instructors in the trades come from the trade. And then there's a program through Kent State where they can become a licensed teacher if they have so much experience. So it's just uh, a kind of an odd group, but we fit together well. And it really is more like a family because we're smaller. So we really work well together. And it's just, you know, I'm able to do a lot of the things I can with the students and the teachers because we have such a good relationship. Yeah, that's great. Nice. I would say that um, as a newber, new person there, one of the best things in addition to what Ned said was everybody's there for a really specific reason. Like everything that we do, the way we're structured, our strategic plan is all focused around doing what's best for students. And so sometimes in a general education, let's say for Ned math class, like math is math and you kind of do it from A to Z and welding is going to be, you know, a different approach for the student and the student might really like to do these welds and somebody else might be able to do that. Our instructor was a welder, so he's able to come at it from, I totally understand what this company or that industry is going to want. I'm going to teach it relevant to what it is right now. Not saying math's not relevant, Ned, but you know, it's just kind of, it's a different approach. So the way that we structure everything at Polaris is focused on what our students need best. And then, you know, we work really closely with what does our community need? Um, what do our partner school districts need? Right. What does our industry need? How can we kind of be that partner to fill the multiple on and off ramps that students and adults are coming from? Yeah. What are some of the partnerships that you see on the collegiate side that you guys uh, work with? So um, we do, everything that we do is structured around what the state has um, developed, basically. So we um, have relevant curriculum that is aligned to what the Ohio Department of Education says. Mm -hmm. There are also um, alignments to Ohio Department of Higher Ed. So every career tech program is aligned to at least an entry-level college class. So that's called, (laughs) there's multiple names, it's a (laughs) CTAG, a CTAN, a CT squared. Um, So every student leaving a career tech program is going to have at least one college credit opportunity with a class. Part of my role and why we created it was there's a lot of opportunities for us to have multiple partnerships with other colleges. Tri-C is a very um, natural transition plan for a lot of our students, so we've got additional articulation agreements where we've worked with faculty and um, articulation and transfer at Tri-C specifically saying our um, medical profession students, this is what they're learning, Here are the con- here's the content, here are the clinical hours, here are their industry credentials. If this student leaves Polaris and transitions into a nursing program at Tri-C, what are the prior learning credits that they can get? How does that STNA transfer into this? Same thing with every other program that we have in our building. So we create those pipelines. So when you leave our building and your program, you know exactly what it looks like to go to Tri-C, go to LCC, go to CSU, go to Kent. Um, We're working on private schools right now who have really within the COVID world, are in need of, you know, enrollment just like any other school. Sure. And um, using our community college partners and using the statewide initiatives that are already put out by Ohio Department of Higher Ed has allowed us to say, 
hey, these are these other public schools that you have transfer agreements with. Why not just have one instead of that student transferring directly with us? Mm, so great. the last two years we've been working specifically with Baldwin Wallace, and they um, are a great partner, and we're basically using the transfer pathways they already have from LCC and TriC to say, this alignment's already been done. Let's just create something from a one-to-one perspective to create, um, you know, not duplicate learning for students. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so inspiring to hear. And I love the connection for those who feel like, oh, I'm just going um, into a career center or, hey, I want to go to college or maybe get a couple credits. But I also really have this passion to go into a career center that there is a lot of different avenues. And that's the whole key, right? How do you learn about a lot of those different avenues? So getting into that, then how do we help students seeking a career in the trades? And not just even students, but those who maybe are uh, a little bit later uh, after uh, their high school years, uh, you know, so Ned, this is kind of tying back into you, or I'm sorry, it's not tying, Ned, I'm going to mess this up. That's sorry. Okay. No, that's okay. I, listen, I've been there a long time. I know a lot of stuff. <laughs> we intermix so much too, so I we'll know. jump in on we'll, each other. We'll get this. So, um, so Ned, let's talk about the, the high school. So how, how do, how do you guys start the conversation? Where are your partnerships with the schools, the parents, the students? So we have we have excellent relationships with all of the schools we work with. So there are six districts, and um, we start connecting with the kids in eighth grade. So we have a whole enrollment department because we are a school of choice. Therefore, the students choose to come to us. So for our livelihood, we need them to be there, right? So that's why it's so important we have a whole staff that kind of does that enrollment. And we start with eighth grade where they can come in. They do a quick tour. Basically, they tour our building. Our students um, are kind of out in the hallways with a presentation. Um, sometimes they get a quick tour of the building, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the lab. And uh, we touch every single eighth grader in all the districts that um, come to us. Um, we also have, in the summer, um, it's, just, it's coming back this year, I believe, um, like essentially summer camps where some of the programs will do like a cosmetology will have something about uh, related to that field or um, you know criminal justice will do something related to that field for a week or two with the students and so that's just another opportunity to get them in our labs because mm-hmm. um, really we, we really think we do a good job and when you come and see us we think that we shine, so sure. we want to get them in the building, right? And then same thing, ninth grade, we do a, a, an open house specific to ninth graders um, where they can come in, see our building. Now they're going to go into the classrooms. They're going to see um, the teachers. The stu- We have students there. We have student ambassadors that kind of um, are there because ultimately, you know, the teachers are, do a great job, but the students are the ones who get the other students to listen and see what it's all about. Right. And then we continue 10th grade. Right now, we're, we're just kind of in the middle of our marketing to 10th graders because because they come to us as 11th graders, where we have a series where they sign up to come see three programs. They come over for the day. They see three programs. We had an open house, um, and now it's the application process. So we're going through that application process where we reach out to those people that have applied, or if, um, you know, we have these Career Tech Thursday visits, today was our first one, where, hey, you've seen the show, you've seen our open house, come to a real day at Polaris, this is what it's like for three hours as a junior welder, this is what it's like for three hours in our medical assisting program. So, and that's, we're just trying to touch them all the time, Uh, see what we do, come see us, if we think that if you see us, you're going to like us and you're going to want to be here. Yeah, for sure. And then I would imagine... Uh, Jamie, then your approach is very different. So, um, you know, how do you engage with potential students that are going to come in um, and how do you market to them and really start to talk to them, tell about the benefits of Polaris? 
So we create, I mean, there's one of me, so I can't really bop to every single class, but we create these pathway sheets that are saying, if you're in this criminal justice program, this is what you're going to kind of learn throughout the whole year. And if you're successful in A, B, and C, then you're going to be able to be eligible for this industry credential. And, you know, for CJ specifically, you are certified in dispatch. So if you want to go and get a dispatch job after you're done with high school, and maybe that's your career path, that's great. This certification will allow you to do that. If you want to, you know, be a police officer in the future, then this is kind of an opportunity for you to do classes and do all of that because you can't do um, police academy until you're 21. And so um, we kind of do these, I would call them sell sheets. So here's the potential college credits you're eligible for. Here are the potential um, credentials. And we have lots of levels. So if one student isn't going to be able to get this because it's a little bit of a higher caliber, then they're still going to be able to get this. So we level it so every student's able to kind of come in and achieve at what's their best level. Um, We do that for every program. So part of the selling for the families, what's my kid going to get when they are done with this program, right? Um, And there's a lot of different opportunities for students to earn college credit. College Credit Plus is something right now. So some students are taking college classes while they're in high school. And if I'm taking uh, college English, I don't have to take a high school English. And so sometimes... We had that open house the other night in Edward. We have like a thousand families or people that came. It was yeah, a thousand people came and yeah, and our table was slammed the whole time. And it's all questions <laughs> about you know what am I going to get at the end of this? Sure, what I'm taking of, AP. I I don't want to do this. How and does then it all like, work? Right. right, and so we kind of just have that specific conversation. But as students um, are our students at Polaris, they start to have that conversation. I mostly introduce myself. This is what I can do. Here's where my office is, and I kind of just take turns every month bopping into different classes. Hey, Miss B is available if you have any questions. If I know a student's taking CCP or AP, we kind of talk about, you know, how is that going to fit into whatever else is going on. And then seniors, I have an individual senior meeting with every student. What's your plan? What are you thinking? We start this in August. I think I want to go to school, but I don't know about money. I think I want to continue in my internship that I've been doing in machining. But they said they'll pay for me to go back to school, but I got to work. Like, how do I do that all together? And we yeah. kind of come up with this plan, get some emails going, and just do some regular check-ins. Um, copy your parents on those emails. Like, you know, yeah. who's kind of your support person? And we kind of triage, like, who really needs a lot of hand-holding? Or some students I meet with, they're like, I did early admission. I did 10 applications in September. Like, this is what I'm doing. And I'm like, awesome. Tech. Good, yeah. <laughs> when I imagine it's so dynamic and, and all the different opportunities, it's hard. There's not just one custom fit. And I think that's the big, big discussion here too, is that no matter your age or no matter what you want to go into, there's just start to have the conversation. A thousand mm-hmm. families, were you guys shocked with that big of a turnout? We or were. That, it was, yeah. it, well, it, we never know what to expect, especially coming off of COVID and not being able to do a lot of the activities mm-hmm. last year. Sure. Um, and, you know, that's, that's very important to us, obviously, because we are a school of choice. So we want to, you know, we want to, that's kind of like the um, cherry on top of the Sunday, seeing right. all these people come and, and enjoying what we're doing and kind yeah. of validation of what we do. So, so yes. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Congratulations. That's a pretty cool accomplishment. And especially just like you said, having the conversation, opening up that dialogue, starting to say, hey, this is what possibilities could look like. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious about what type of, I think there's so many options now for students too, that that's a really important thing for them to figure out. Absolutely. And you said it, and it's, you know, certainly the schools we work with and we, there's presentations, we talk about opportunities that are out there and those are all great things. But what is most important is that connection you talk about because mm-hmm. every situation is different. 
right? And so you're not going to know that until you sit down and talk with that individual and have a conversation and what, what they're thinking about. And they come from all different kinds of experiences. As Jamie said, sometimes she talks to a student and they're ready to go. They don't even need us. Great. Right. That's great. And sometimes their kids are coming from, they're going to be the first generation college student in their family. Mm-hmm. They just don't know what they don't know. Right. right? Yeah. And so you have to kind of walk them through that and know that it's okay to ask these questions and Guess what? It's confusing. I've been doing this over 30 years. It's confusing <laughs> to me, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, but, but the good thing is I've been around for 30 years and I know who to ask when I'm confused. Yep, that's great. And, and that's a hard skill for, for students to have. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's sure. what we're all learning, but especially when you're 16, 17, and 18 years old. Sure. So I, I, I'm going to ask a tough question uh, for you guys to answer, and I'm going oh. to play the role as the parent. Okay. <laughs> right? Yes. So what is the best advice? I want to hear both of your answers for this, that you would give to a parent on how they can best help navigate for their children towards success in the trades um, and how they can help support them and some helpful tim- tips to those parents? Okay, so <clears throat> it's a big question. Um, <laughs> well, the, the first thing I, I would say is to the parents is to number one, um, to be open-minded about what it looks like and what a career looks like. I think, you know, I'm from the old school, like I said, my grandpa mm-hmm. said, you're either going to work or you're going to college, right? Well, there's a lot of in-betweens now. That's what we've been talking about. And and so the journey starts in one place, and who knows where it ends up. Just keep your opportunities open. So keep that along the way. And, and as far as what I would tell them as far as tips is, number one, go to every single meeting, mm-hmm. um, information session that your school, that the colleges you're interested in um, offer. Um, and when you go, don't just listen. Talk to somebody. Make a connection there because – you need someone that's going to be your advocate in those situations. Yeah, great advice. Like anything in this world, it's a complicated situation. Mm-hmm. Every school that you can potentially go to is its own little place that has things that are hard to figure out. Sure. <laughs> and the best way to figure that out is to get an advocate, get to someone that knows your name and you know their name, and you can ask them. Right? Yeah. Yep. And that, that's – at Polaris, I've had all this experience at Polaris – one of the great things I love about working with Jamie is she has all these connections because her job was not only to work with me at Polaris, sure. but everybody else like me in the other schools and the other colleges. So like I say, Hey, how do we do this? She knows the person to call at that school. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. you know, and that, again, that's the kind of connections that we need to make. And that's mm-hmm. that, to the parents. That's what I'd say. Make those connections. Yeah, no, that's great. Awesome. I'd say like in middle school and when you start to get in high school, there's a lot of electives or choices you can take. So if you're taking an intro to engineering class and that's really interesting to you or you absolutely was not your jam, then that kind of gives you a little bit of an experience, especially in middle school because I think there are – my sister's a middle school teacher. Um, they're like on a rotating wheel. Nah, what's that called? They're only doing it for like yeah, so a couple a, weeks. They have like an eight-week session. So yeah, that's what it is. So yeah. like taking some of those classes, all of our partner districts in middle school have um, – they wouldn't know they're really CTE classes, sure. but they're introductory classes to different programs that then translate into what we have at Polaris. So encourage your student to take some classes that they might not even know what it is or look at that description when you're doing scheduling and things like that. Um that kind of just opens your students' eyes. When I'm working with high school students, everything is social media nowadays, right? Yeah. Everybody's got – I don't TikTok, I don't Snapchat, but everybody, oh, everybody's oh got God. that. You are my best friend. I just – I mean – what? I just figured out six months ago that an app isn't something I order at the restaurant. <laughs> I seriously did not even get Facebook until I was – it was maybe like – 
2007. I don't know. When I was a senior in college, it became like a thing. So I do Facebook and Instagram, but the students will do TikTok. They'll do Snapchat. They do all that stuff. And I encourage them, follow schools that you think you're interested in on social media. They're going to show you some stuff. Do you feel like that would be a place where you would fit? And now it's follow some companies that you know are local. Google whatever and try to follow them because I'm sure you guys have social media presence because that is the way that that they communicate. Yep. And I think the social media presence we definitely see within the plumbing community specifically on Instagram is phenomenal. I think Mm -hmm. um, once people kind of view and see this community that's on there, they start to understand like, oh, maybe that perception of what I thought was different. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's really is an opportunity for me to, um, you know, come be a part of a growing organization or um, start my own business or have the flexibility Mm -hmm. that I really Mm -hmm. would like in my life. Or whatever they're doing on that video or whatever they're sharing. Oh, that's really what that is. I really thought it was this. So it's, to Ned's point, you don't know what you don't know at that point. So, so many times we're trying to have that well, did you watch something on YouTube? I'm not sending a student something to read. Like, I'm sending you a five-minute video on what this career looks like. Which they'll watch. Yes. Which they'll watch, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have to also say, because this is one question we ask a lot on, on social, at least once a year, uh, we in our community are plumbers uh, by trade, and they will say, okay, everyone will say, uh, you know, what do people perceive that plumbers do all day? And everyone says, we play with poop. I don't play with poop all day. You know, that's right, the one thing right. they always come back right. like, I, I, I understand. And, and Doug, you can speak to this, right? Plumbing is so much more than, than that. It's to understanding mathematics. It's understanding how f- uh, good water, clean water gets into a home and how wastewater leaves a home and how things need to be positioned properly. So you make sure that you have the right venting and the right system to support a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, actually, we were, you know, we were trained and, and taught that we were the protectors of the public health, you know, without proper sanitation relief and potable water influx into a building, you know, the sanitary conditions can get unstable. You know, you can lead to bacteria, disease, health issues, all kinds of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, people need to understand that, you know, the importance of your job may not be right in front of you, Mm -hmm. but in the big picture – you know, it's a key component to everything. Sure. And that actually, I, like I said, I come from that uh, traditional academic, going to become a teacher background. But the best thing that ever happened to me was coming to the Career Center because I could take that math knowledge that I had right. and now I could put it to practice. Yeah. Right. I could see, oh, this is why it's important. You know, I'm not just doing the math problems that the teachers assigned me to do. This right. is, there's, there's a real life application. I remember with our machine trades class, I started a trigonometry class, and they all signed up for it because we, I was making that connection that they needed that they saw directly from their teacher. And all of a sudden, I had all these mm-hmm. kids who would not have taken that class. Sure, sure. If it wasn't for that connection, I was able to make with them and that teacher. And they, it, it was fantastic. And it really opened my eyes. Like, I always feel like I landed at Polaris for a reason, right? I, I wasn't – that wasn't something I was looking for. I, was, I wanted to teach each I wanted a job, right? <laughs> but it was like, wow, I'm at this place where I can not only – uh, work with kids, which is, which is what I want to do, I can see the practical application to the things that I'm teaching them. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that really was just one of the reasons I love it it's at awesome. Polaris and love being there and have been there so long. And yeah. we'll see that sometimes. The student will be like, oh, I get, you know, A's, B's, and C's at my homeschool, but I got all A's here because culinary is just my thing. Like everything that goes on in that class, they'll say I'm not good at quote-unquote math at my homeschool, but I can do math when I'm in the kitchen and measuring it and doing it that. So sometimes it's just that real-world application yeah. that 
you know, just speaks to them. Yeah, I agree. That's how I learn. Uh, I would get my hands on it, get into the middle of it, uh, figure out what works, what doesn't work, you know, clean up my messes, that type of stuff. So let's talk a little bit about funding and getting into the school and what do, you know, are there scholarships? Is there funding available? Is there a way to connect and get high school credit and college credit? Um, could one of you speak to that? Well, I, I can a little bit. So as far as the school goes, we are a high school. So we have a board of education and we're funded by the state of Ohio, just like any school would be in the state of Ohio. So the only thing that students have to worry about is um, that come to our school are fees. And when I say fees, I'm talking about like material fees. Like, so what products are they going to be um, uh, purchasing or what uniforms are they going to be wearing that are going to be used in that classroom? And even when it comes to that, we always say, if the only problem, if the only concern you have in coming to Polaris is the fees that you're going to have to pay, sign up, we'll figure it out. Sure. Um, and, and certainly there are some programs like our chef training program runs a restaurant. Well, that makes a bit of money. And so they can kind of afford to buy some of those things and sure. reduce those fees. So, so from that standpoint, money shouldn't be a problem from the high school end of it, right? right. Just come to us. We'll figure it out. Right. Um, and those dollar amounts aren't, aren't crazy. You know what I mean? It's, it's something from 30 bucks to two, three, two, $300 at the most, I would say. Sure. So it's a public school, like, you know, any other any other school, they just choose to come to us for that programming. So juniors are with us in the morning, and then seniors are with us in the afternoon. The homeschools bus them, or the students can choose to drive themselves to campus. Um, for adult ed, it's kind of like a, so that would be anybody that is aged out of being able to go to high school, sure. or maybe a high school graduate that's coming to Polaris and participating in the adult ed programs. Um, they do have tuition, kind of similar to like a community college or like any type of training program, but they're able to use financial aid for okay, that. Okay, great. And so there's a financial aid um, representative on staff that can help them do their FAFSA and other things like that that they would need, and that kind of pays their their tuition. Or if that's their choice and they're able to do it and they want to pay out of pocket, they can. Yeah. Well, that's a great transition into like what a typical day looks like for a student because – I believe uh, you have more flexibility with students. So if they do have to pay for their tuition or, you know, it, it, they're aged out of the high school, they can have the ability to kind of work and go to school at the same time because there's that flexibility. So can you kind of talk a little bit about what does a typical day look like for, you know, someone who is post uh, high school? So um, our programs are offered in a variety of options. Some days we will have like Right now, we have a full-time HVAC program that's running. So students come 8 to 4, 4.30, I think. They break for lunch. They do breaks, but they're in the classroom Monday through Friday, and that's their programming. There's also, I want to say, an evening portion. So sometimes people are needing to work full-time, and then they want to you know, up their skills or train in a new area. So a, a lot of our programs are offered um, in the evening. And so you could work a 9 to 5 and come for that portion Um I know our police academy right. is an evening academy, so it's okay. a part-time academy, yeah. so you're Great. not full-time in, in classes, you're a part-time academy, and I think there are five to ten, whatever their schedule is in the evening. Um, I don't know off the top of my head if we have stuff on the weekend. We also have a lot of community classes, so maybe you just want to, you know, come and right. make off with Fran, and you can sign up for that Saturday oh, class. Oh, so cool. So there's community things like that, um, and our catalogs get mailed out in the communities that we serve specifically with our adult ed, they just have different start times um, depending on how many weeks their program is and things like that. Oh, that's great. So can you talk a little bit, uh, Ned, from the high school standpoint, what a typical day looks like? Well, so a typical day for one of our juniors or seniors is, so they're with us for three hours um, for their program. So the juniors come in the morning for three hours and the seniors come in the um, afternoon. 
So typically, um, usually probably the first 45 to 60 minutes are what we would call maybe theory, um, which is the, the book stuff, right? Where you have to sit down and talk about the theory behind what you're going to do. And then the rest of that time is usually in some sort of lab setting, right? So they're going to um, get in, get their hands dirty, you know, um, weld, um, work with sheet metal, um, you know, masonry, whatever, whatever that is, take the blood pressure, um, phlebotomy, all that kind of stuff, work with hair. Um, and then, <clears throat> and then they go off to do their academics at their homeschool. So whether it's, uh, you know, math, English, all that kind of stuff. Now in the senior year, it's kind of the same thing, except depending on the program and depending on the students, you know, how they've done and where they are in the program, they have the opportunity to go out to work. So we have uh, a, a department that works with them to do that, to set up partnerships where the teacher and the, um, the staff at Polaris kind of work with the company to say, this is kind of what we're expecting and what we want their experience to look like. And then um, we're going to allow that student to go out and work for X amount of hours during the school day. And, and typically that will also extend past the school day as well. Mm -hmm. right? And so some of those kids, um, oh, and also in the summertime as well, I should say, I, I kind of skipped over that. And mm -hmm. the, between the junior and senior year, there's internships that oh, some of the programs have had and had the opportunity to kind of go and work for like 20 to 30 hours a week, kind of in that field to kind of prep them and that gives them the employer an opportunity to see the kid at work and also gets the kid an idea. Okay. This is what it's like to work here. Sure. You know what I mean, so, um, and, and it can, it can be different and we're always open and flexible to talk about what the schedule looks like. We, right. we want to work with the kids because as we said, every situation is different and there is no typical. And so we try to have the attitude at Polaris. Okay. Let's sit down and listen and try to figure this out. So if there's something that makes sense, we want that. And there's an opportunity. We want that opportunity for that kid. So for that senior year, how do you go about finding those employer connections for your students? So, uh, well, right now it's not a problem in that we, I was going to say, yeah. uh, we, we, <laughs> we'll take some, and, and, <laughs> some and employers reach out. to So we also have a job board, just a general job board. Right? Okay. And so people are constantly reaching out to us mm -hmm. to um, talk about opportunities. And then we, like I said, we have in that department, we have people that work for those relationships. Right. Sure. And, and mm -hmm. so, um, and those are all different kind of levels to, Hey, I'm going to come work for you. Hey, I'm going to come to Polaris and help you. Some of these companies like our uh, welding instructor used to be an educator at Lincoln electric. So he's got an, a, a, you know, um, a relationship with them. Sure. Um, so there are just different companies that were kind of come and help out part of our advisory boards. Each one of our programs has an advisory board mm -hmm. where it's made up of community members in that field to kind of a, it's an advisory board to advise us how this is how we should do things. This is what's going on in the industry. So make sure you have this equipment or you have this knowledge or you have this type of training so that when they come to us, it's going to be, it's going to be appropriate and they're going to be ready to go. Right. I mean, and to the sense of they're, they're high school students, right? So some companies don't really understand what that's like to have right. a 16, 17, 18 year old, like adapting to that and having the training and the supervision. So, People will say that all the time, like, oh, my God, I want somebody. And I'm like, H do you – have you ever worked with a high school student? Sure. Or, you know, different things like that. So I think finding that right fit, what do you have as a need for a company, and working together with us. So sure. it's not like a, a silo thing. But um, to Ned's point, we also do a lot of customer service at Polaris. So our restaurant is, is now open, and so is our bakery. So what is that? I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday – people from the community um, make a reservation and come in our culinary students, our baking students run a restaurant and a bakery. So they're getting that experience hands-on 
and so many of them work, you know, on their own. Our cosmetology opens up and does customer service as well. So there's a lot of opportunities for them to do it outside as well as opportunities that we provide at the Career Center sure. as part of Yeah, the some program. of the conversations that we've had with um, some of the plumbers who are local here have said that sometimes that's their biggest challenge is to find people to come in and who yep. really mm-hmm. want to do some of the work. And, yeah. you know, maybe um, having that connection and whether it's through, you know, through Polaris, through Odie to them, um, to be able to say, hey, you know, take a summer and bring on uh, an intern and mm-hmm. see how it fits for both of you. And I think that there might be some opportunities where a lot of our uh, plumbers work with, um, I'm thinking of Chris Sabraco, who works with uh, Perry School t- uh, Schools, and he helps their um, shop department build a house throughout right. the year. So mm-hmm. I think um, that there's maybe a possibility for us to kind of uh, be able to partner on something like that where we can really help maybe ties those connections because we've got a direct dialogue to some really awesome plumbers in the market and could kind of help some students who were interested in really getting hands-on and and learning what it's like. Yeah, and I just, I wrote a really good note, like, shadow. You don't know what you don't know. Like, can you come and hang out with somebody, say, this is my choice, I think this is really interesting, and then kids that are saying, no, it's not really my jam, then they go off and try something else and then signing up for that opportunity. Yeah, which is Doug, that's how you started your career, right? You you yeah. sat and watched. Yeah, I was. Uh, I actually watched an HVAC guy uh, replace a furnace, and I was fascinated by it. And uh, he actually hired me and paid me a few dollars to help him disassemble. And you yeah. know, from there, I started off, and I enjoyed working with my hands. And uh, you know, ended up becoming a master plumber, and then the greatest. Of all, I uh, ended up here at Odie. So. <laughs> well, I'm the fix. With <laughs> and, and I think it's important that that relationship you talk about, about yep. you're connected with someone um, who's showing you the ropes, right? And also the nice thing about when we have these partnerships is, you know, as the guidance counselor, part of what I deal with is social emotional stuff, right? And, and helping sure. kids deal with the things that we all have to deal with in life, right? Right. And sometimes employers don't know how to deal with that or don't, aren't ready to deal with that because we're at work, let's just work. But the reality is with high school kids, so we're there to kind of help with that. Sure. I could maybe talk to them in a way or help them figure out, the student figure out, okay, I need to be more resilient in this way. I need to do these kind of things. And I can provide that for right. them and help them with that. Because right. it can be frustrating. Working with teenagers can be frustrating. Sure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great things, but they can be frustrating too. Sure. No, that makes sense. So let's talk. We're going to um, kind of round it out today, kind of talking about giving some messages. Uh, and I'm really looking at, you know, um, how can we, what could be some key pieces that we could help drive awareness to the trades, uh, to the youth today about the trades? You know, what can we do as a brand um, and what can we ask our partners to do as well to really help in this initiative to um, communicate more about the value of the trades today? Well, it is it's, it is difficult, but it's about it is about getting out there and seeing let, letting people see what you're about. Right. So yeah. t- to me, it's finding ways through social media, through podcasts, through just get that get the word out there so people are aware of the brand and you know what you do and how it is different. I think people still have an idea of what the trades are that isn't necessarily accurate, right? Right. Um, you know when you were talking about plumbing and and the importance and that's that's important stuff, right? It's mm-hmm. not it, it, you're not just doing a job that needs to be done. There's, there's a real important reason to do this, and that's true for all of these programs. One of the things I love is I'm a mentor teacher as well, so when I go into 
to see a new teacher and kind of I go in to observe them, I get wrapped up in the lesson because this is stuff I don't know. And yeah. I love it. And it's like, and I come from an engineering family. So like how things work is like interesting to me. And sure. I, I get, I forget to watch how they're teaching and I'm just taking it in because I, <laughs> I love it. And it's just getting that message out there. And that's the hardest part. How do you, how do you do that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is social media podcast, but also open houses, uh, uh, job fairs, all that kind of stuff. You just got to get the message out and make, Again, going back to making that connection with people. Yeah, that's great. I think um, kind of what you're doing now, like you guys reached out to us and just said, hey, we're doing this podcast. We want to have this conversation. And while we're trying to just come out to do the conversation, I'm like, I can't wait till we're talking about blah, 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 after we're done, right? Sure. Like, what did I need to know about the company? I'm, I'm Googling you guys. I've been in workforce for over 10 years, and I didn't know all the things I didn't know. But I knew, I remembered someone from Manufacturing Works that – yeah. Like, hey, we're doing placement with Odie. And I'm like, who, what? Sure. And so it's having that conversation, creating the pipeline, us having the positive conversation. Hey, we work with these individuals at Odie. Like, have a conversation with them. Maybe you've got a couple students that are just looking to get a good position at a company that has a good culture that's going to take care of them as an sure. individual. And it might seem small to just have, like, a couple different segues with, you know, maybe three school districts as your goal for – you know, two years, we have that connector where somebody's going to call you and be like, I've got these three students and can they just come and take a tour and like what opportunities do you guys have open? Put getting, you know, players has a job board that will send, I think it's jobs out until the last three years of graduates are in our system and we blast job postings, you know, getting into, um, you know, different communication boards like that, like we'll tag you. Yeah. Let people know who you guys are, where you're at what you can do for people. It's about that relationship. So you can say, Hey, we're really looking for X, Y, and Z and call us. I don't know. I don't, we don't have anything, but let me call this person. Sure. That kind of thing. Um, we have that all the time. I I think I had my dentist emailed me last year and I didn't even know, like I didn't even connect it with mine. She's like, so-and-so from this school told me you were so great and I'm looking for this. I'm like, I think you're my dentist, but (laughs) you know, and then it was like, oh, that person remembered that I'm at a different place where her program didn't have dental. So making those connections and just being a good person that's going to connect you with other people that are looking to do the right thing by others. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that, you know, the purpose of this podcast is to have conversations. And I think by having this uh, conversation, we've learned a lot about every one of us today and some things that we're going to take away. And um, not only are we going to have a conversation, but my uh, my goal and Doug's goal is to make things actionable out of here. So looking forward to really growing that partnership. And so I just want to thank both of you, Ned and Jamie, for coming today and joining us on The Fix for just an awesome conversation around career center at polaris and uh, thank you so much yeah thank you you're welcome thanks for having us thanks for joining us on this episode of the fix be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss our next conversation dropping every wednesday if you have feedback about the show or a topic you'd like to see covered send us an email at thefix at od.com or give us a shout out on social media. We would love to connect with you. Don't forget, you can get your daily fix by visiting od.com and we'll catch you next time.